theyeshiva.net. Okay, we're by the parentheses on Daf Yud Beis, Yud Beis, column one. On top it says Sav. It's a simcha we got through page 22. It's a simcha. Now we're on Yud Beis, 23. Before the Kitzah, right before the Kitzah, the parentheses. V'zehu hayesh Hashem, yeah? V'zehu hayesh Hashem b'kirbeinu im oyin. Pirush, im hagilu m'bchina seidra ishtal shalos, shehi b'chinas la'anchil oya v'yesh. V'zehu hayesh Hashem b'kirbeinu. That's what we learned yesterday, that when the Jewish people confronted Moshe Rabbeinu, and they asked, The the deeper uptight, the deeper explanation is not if Hashem exists or doesn't exist. But if it's if it's a state if the Ein Soif is Nizgala in what we call in Chesidus an Oifen of Seder Hishtalshalos, what's Prat Seder Hishtalshalos, where it assumes the identity of Ila and evolves into Olul and Ila and Olul and Ila and Olul and Ila and Olul throughout the myriads and myriads and myriads of gradations and Madregas, which is all the Pchin of Lahanchil Oyavayesh. We explained about Olam Haba. It's a state of yesh, meaning one that can somehow, even in the loftiest level, be grasped, be be um, internalized, because even the highest ila is already a state of yesh, and the alul is a yesh miyesh. And whenever it's yesh miyesh, even the furthest yesh and the original yesh are connected in some way, because in the first yesh you can identify, at least in potentiality, the properties in all of the subsequent yeshes all the way till the end of the line. You can identify the last yesh in the first one, even if it's so subtle and nebulous and and not very tangible, but it's there, the properties are there. In the seed of the apple tree, you have the apple tree, even if you can't compare the two. The apple tree is big and splendid. But in the seed, you have the properties that will one day develop into a full-blown, beautiful, splendid, large, impressive tree. Not that you could easily compare the two. You can't compare the taste of an apple or the look of an apple to the appearance or the taste of a seed. <laughs> but to say that they're not connected, of course they're connected. From this seed, you're never going to get an orange tree. You're never going to get a kiwi tree. You're never going to get a grapevine. You're never going to get a fig tree. You're going to get an apple tree. And from this seed, you're never going to get a, a, an animal species even, obviously. Why? Because as far as it is, you can identify the potential here. The final, final yesh is there in the first yesh, even if it's what we call behelam, very concealed. Elokus, the divine, the way it's manifested, the way it, it assumes the p'china of yesh, that's called elam habad, there's a gilui 
a gili of ein soif and oifen of ishtalshelus. Ishtalshelus means it's going to be a shalshelus. What's it's a shalshelus? Yesh, yesh, one rung from another rung, connecting to another rung, another rung, and each rung allows the energy to become further concretized and further developed and manifest and all the way down until the gashmi, until the physical. This is what's called ishtalshelus. That's one oifen of gili ein soif. Lahan yesh. Or perhaps, it's milmailam is said that ishtashalus, what we call ayin, ib ayin. Fa'ayin bezeyechei legimo shlach kufnun chesam at beis. I think it's explained over there on the Pasek, hayejba eitz im ayin. Similar question. Fa'ayin Moshe asked the spies to go to Yisrael and look if there's an eitz im ayin. So from the Zoya there you see that the question was, does the flow in Eretz Yisrael come through the eights, or ayin beyond the eights? Gam, k'nei chachma, Chazal say, k'nei chachma, the Apostle says, k'nei chachma, k'nei bina, beis pa'amim, k'nei gematria yesh. Yesh is 310, which is k'nei, owning something, kinyin. When something is in the state of a yesh, you could be at koina. A kinyin means it's yours. There's a kinyin meshicha, there's a Kenyan Hagbah, there's a Kenyan Kesev, Shtar, Chazok, Chlippen. There's many Kenyanim in Halacha, methods of acquisition. But the common denominator in all of them is, I own it. You say, I own it. I'm kind it. Right? Kenyan Chachma, Kenyan Torah. What's the Kenyan? You got it. You have it. That relates to something that's in a state of Yesh. Amram Chines Ayin. A steerer to the whole Maimer. So he says, All Bina has a shtickle Chachma because Bina comes from Chachma. After the epiphany, you have the development of the epiphany. So Chachma is a Nakuda that develops into Bina. So you say, Knei Chachma, Knei Bina. But here we're talking about the Ayin is the the Nekuda of Chachma, the highest component of Chachma, which is connected to its source, which we call Pchines Vachachma, may ayin, may ayin He brings a few man of Mekoymis, I'm Bezoya Parshas Vayikra, Pasek Hashem and Atoyev, I'm Ashakasiv in the Maim, Dibra Maschot Seno, Rena Binyan Lahatzel Ponem Hashemen, Mashakasiv Seif Dibra Maschot Shirashirim, Binyan Kitoivim, Doidecha Miyoyen. We say in Shirashirim, your doidecha, your love is superior than wine. He says, Yayin is what? Yayin is connected to Simcha. Yayin is Eim Habanim Smecha. Yayin is Bina. Upchinis doidecha, Zemashalamaylim Upchinis Asimcha. Kitoivim doidecha, mi yayin. It explains elsewhere that this is the difference of Nisach HaMayim and Nisach HaYayin. Nisach HaYayin was all year in the Beis HaMikdash, they poured wine. Wine is naturally a beverage that brings Simcha. Chazal Masakan that we always connect joyous occasions with wine. Kiddush, Avdallah, Benching, Abris, Erisin, Esuyin, Einoimrim Shira, El Alayayin. Then there's Nisach HaMayim, Nisach HaMayim. That's moichin the Abba, not moichin the Ima. That's something much, much deeper. It's a whole different concept. Simchas b'sasheva, shafta ma'im b'sasen. It's not the regular simcha of yayin. Kitoivim daidecha miyayin. Kitzer. This is a kitzer of, of chapter one. Inyim be'erif toich lomatzes ve'inyim shlehispik b'tzekes. That was the first theme. 
Inyan Yomtiv Shomoyedim Lusimcha, Pchinus Meshivi Akeris Abayas Ema Bonam Smecha, Benor Yavru Beregel Shom Nismachaboy, Vinyan Shabbos Pchinus Gilly Vachachma Me Ayin Timotzi the Lesmach Shavit Visabet. Kiyash Pchinus say that a stashless illava all Shashashim Habin. There's a say that a stashless which begins with Bin called Illa and all of his own, Shakas of Nor Ayotzim Aiden. That's the river that leaves Aiden and brings water to the Gan. And that's the regal Bin Nor Yavru Beregel Regel. You reach the Nor Sham Nismacha. For Sham Shaye Chasimcha Maya Saga. And there there could be Simcha from what you comprehend it. The Aden from where the river comes. On this deposit says, The Gemara says, On the Gan, there could be an experience, but on the Aden is, And I can't perceive it. Aden Nohar Gan, the delight of Shabbos is much deeper than the Simcha of Yom Tif. Shabbos is no Simcha like Yom Tif, not because it's lower than Yom Tif, because it's a place that's deeper than Simcha. That's what Oinig represents, that it's the connection from Aden to Nohar to Gan. The Nar is graspable, the Nar is lehonizba, is enjoyable, and the Aden is, represents Chachma, which is Ayin, it's Eine Mosk. Yeah, yeah. Mekadosh Yisrael v'azman. V'zehu. And this is the meaning of the Pasuk in Shmois. We have Shmois Lamed Aleph, Ushmartem es ha-Shabbos ki koidosh hi. You should observe the Shabbos ki koidosh hi, because she is holy. So the Balatanya teaches, what's pshat koidosh hi? Hi ba'atzma hi p'chines koidosh ha'alyan. Kodesh Shabbos itself, Shabbos represents, it embodies Kodesh. Kodesh is the term used for Chachma, Kodesh Ha'alyan, which is Pchinas Chachma, Moichin Da'abash, and Mezgalab Shabbos. Mashenkin Yom Tev Nikra, Mikra Kodesh. The term that's used in Chumash for Yom Tev is, Eilab Moyadei Hashem, Mikroi Kodesh. The Torah will often say about a Yamtif, Mikra Kaidish Yilachem. We don't find in Yamtif and Chumash to be called Kaidish. It's called Mikra Kaidish. What's the difference? Ha'ara ba'alma mi Kaidish ha'alyin. Mikra Kaidish Shabbos is Ushmaitim as Shabbos ki Kaidish he. This is it. This is Kaidish. This is Chachma. Yamtif is Mikra Kaidish. What's Mikra Kaidish literally? A calling of holiness. You call it. So he says, it's a ha'ara from Kaidish. In the Lashon HaKabalah, Nehi da'aba betoich moichendeime. Netzach hoid yisoid da'aba, mitoich moichendeime. Every one of the spheres has a beginning, a middle, and an end. The beginning is called Rosh, the middle is called Toich, the end is called Soif. The beginning means how you're connected to your source. The middle is who you are, and the soif is how you're mashpia to the next level. Like in every person, there's childhood, and childhood represents receptiveness. You need your nurture and the, the love and the protection and, of course, the nutrition from the mother. Then there is, a person assumes, relatively speaking, their independent identity. And then there's the stage 
when you now become a giver to the next generation. A father, a mother, a grandparent, a great-grandparent, a new level of hashpa. But that's already the person becoming a source for others. Right. In the Sviris itself, there's what's called Gimel Rishonus, the highest three, which means always that which is makabal from the source. In other words, it's connection with that which is above. Then there is the middle, which represents its own identity. And then there's what's called the lowest, this is Nehi, Netzach Haid which is how it's Mashpia to the next level. Netzach Haid Yisoyed. So, so in the body, Netzach is the right thigh, Haid is the left thigh, and left foot, and Yisoyed is the bris, which is what allows connectivity and, and reproduction. So in, 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 in Kabbalistic Isis, he says, Yomtif is Mekabal from Nehi the Abba, from Netzach Haid Yisoyed of Abba. Not from Gimel Rishonus of Abba, not from the highest Pchinus of Chachba, but from Nehida Abba, from the lowest spheres, the way they're in Abba, because Bina is Mekabal from Chachma. There's no Chachma, there's no Bina without Chachma. I don't have what to develop. It's, it's like the, the, the feminine needs the seed to be able to work with it. The seed can then be developed, the seed and the egg together can be developed into an embryo. If there's no Chachma, if there's no spark, if there's no Nekuda of Ayin, there's no Yesh. Chachma doesn't need Bina, but Bina needs Chachma. Chachma needs Bina in order to become manifested, but it doesn't essentially need Bina. But Bina, its whole identity ultimately is Tali and Chachma. So Yom Tif is Kodesh, Shabbos is Kodesh He. Yom Tif is Mikra Kodesh. It's a Gilui of Kodesh. Mikra Kodesh. It's a Gilui. There's a certain Ha'ara. That's what he says. V'toich Meichendim. Shari Gambi Yom Tif Begilui Meichendim Etzarech Lahamshech Meichendim because even on Yom Tif, in the Gili of Meichin De'ima, you have to bring in Meichin De'ima. Ki Meichin De'ima, Agam Shem Ebchines Yesh. Meichin De'ima, even though it's what we call Yesh. Mikol Mokem, Ein Ebchines Dovah Nifrit Chas V'Shalom. Not something separate. Elohu Ayesh and Nimshech Me'ayin. It's the Yesh that comes from Ayin. It's the way Ayin is manifested in Yesh. Ki, 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 Ayin V'Yesh V'Chachmon Binim. T'nei Reyin D'Alam Esparsh. Lashna Zayed is that Chachma and Bina are two inseparable friends. They're two friends, but they're inseparable friends. They have to hold hands. Chachma has to hold hands with Bina, and Bina has to hold hands with Chachma. Just like you have it in Seichel, in understanding. If a person comes from Chachma to Bina, but they don't go back to Chachma, so then ultimately there's something flawed. right? Sometimes a person will have a Nakuda, and then the Nakuda gets developed into many, many details. But if you don't go back to that Nakuda, so then the details ultimately cause you to get lost and not to know the point. Right? Sometimes a person will sit at a shear or learn something, and there's a lot, a lot going on. You say, what's the nekuda? Tell me the nekuda. If you can't say what you learned in one sentence, you didn't get it. You got details, but you didn't get the picture. So from Chachma you go to Bina, but from Bina you have to go back to Chachma. Bina has to remain connected to Chachma. There's an expression in Sefer Yitzirah, don't remain in the world of Chachma. Bring Bina into Chachma, but then bring Chachma back into Bina. So the Zoya calls it two friends that are not separable. Two friends that have to walk together. Because the Kavana was not that the Ayin and the Yesh remain two separate things. MS, you can't compare Bina to Chachma. One is Abba, one is Ima, one is Ayin, one is Yesh. It's a completely different state. One is Simcha, one is Tainag, one is Shabbos, one is Yom Tif. But even Yom Tif is Mikra Kaidish. 
The Nekud is not the Yesh should be divorced from the Ayin. That the Ayin should be manifested in the Yesh as much as the Yesh can grasp, of course. Bina will never be Chachma. You'll never have the clarity and the light that you have in Chachma. You'll never have again in Bina. Because Bina is made up of Isis and Metzius. Chachma is made up of Bittl. So it's a different Inyan. But... Bina has to be a gili of Chachma. It's the way Chachma is being brought down in Oisius, in, in concretization, in Inyan of Yesh. So it's called Tirei Rei in the Lamas Parsh. Shetamid Nimshach Pchines Bittel Meichen the Abba Lius Pchines Meichen the Ima. In the flow of the world, the Bittel of Abba must be communicated into Meichen the Ima, his Galus Hatainuk. The revelation of Tainug, which is connected to Chachma, Eden, Oinig, Eden, Nargan, Shatainug, who Gamkin, Mamshachas, Eden, Saiparuch, who the Leis Machshavatvis. That the real Tainug is from the Ein Saif, which no thought grasps. Even the Tainug of Bina, which is associated with Simch, is not from something separate. It lends itself to have Hanno. In Chachma there's no Hanno because there's no lace machshavet fisibe. I can be a typhus. In Bina there could be Hanno. But what's the Hanno? Not from something separate. From Eirein Saif. The further it goes down, the person goes lamata mata, appreciates the kaloi, the valueless, valuelessness of it, and therefore there's a tremendous simcha from this oir. That the simcha should be connected to the original, to the ein soif. Somebody calls his friend. Mikra Kodesh means you call out to Kodesh. It's a calling to Kodesh. Like somebody calls his friend. Uh, there were no telephones at the time. You say, Reb Chaim, Reb Motel, come over. How do you call somebody? You use his name. A person has a name, and you call him by name. Everybody understands that a name doesn't capture the core of a person. It's what's called a ziv. It's a radiance. It's a ray. It's a spashtus memena. So when you say Yamtuf is Mikra Kaidish, I call you by your name. I don't have the ability to be able to capture that core, that essence. You talk it, turn around. But what am I how am I identifying you? I'm identifying you by your name, but it's a relationship. So he says, Mikra Kaidish is it calls out to Kaidish. It calls Kaidish. How does it call Kaidish? Through the shame of Kaidish. That's Nahi, that's the Ha'ara, that's the lowest part of Chachma, that which could be manifested in Bina. Or the Pasik says, Vayaz David shame, which is Pchinis Netzachaydi site. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, in Kiddush. Rishon Lamikrai Kaydish. No, Vazak the Gemarim Psachim of Rishon. Achbiyama Rishon. Tashbisu. Rishon the Meikarahu. 
Rishon is before everything. We touch Ach Rishon means Erev Pesach. Rishon the Meikara. Harisha and Adam Tailad. Who was born before Rishon? Rishon sometimes means first. And Rishon sometimes means before the first. Ach Rishon Tashbisu means not the first day of Pesach. Rishon the Meikara is before Pesach. Before Mikra Kaidish. Good Hara. Rishon. The Gemara says in Psachim, the Fayyam et Beis, Rishon the Meikara Mashma. Rishon often doesn't mean the first. Sometimes it means the first. By Yom Rishon, Mikra Kaidish, like it says Yamtiv. By Yom Rishon, Rishon the Mikra Kaidish is beyond Mikra Kaidish. Chachma, Moichan the Abba. That's why Shabbos is the union of Tainuk. There's also the element of Shabbos that comes into Yamtiv. That's Mikra Kaidish. So there's an element of Shabbos connected to Yamtiv. But Shabbos it says Kaidish he. Shabbos does is Kaidish alain. That is Kaidish, and Yamtiv is Mikra Kaidish. The psukim, the Torah, the, the ordinary term for Yamtif in Chumash is Mikra Kaidish. Bayayim Harishin Mikra Kaidish, Bayayim Ashvi Mikra Kaidish. Huh? Elamayad Hashem Mikra Kaidish. Parshas Emmer, Parshas Pit, huh? Who's calling to Yamtif? Oh, so, so, so Balatani explains that Yamtif, Yamtif is the time in, in, in the calendar when there's Mikra Kaidish. Yomtev calls out to Kaidish, like the person calling out to his friend. But it's your name that I call. It's your name. On Yomtev, the ability to experience and access the Giluyein Saif of Yomtev, which is the Simcha that we explained, Eim Habonim Smecha, Shuvi Nafshilim Nechoychi, The gilui of um, of ein soif lahanchil oyavayesh that's accessed primarily through tefillah and halal. Every yomtiv has its prayers, and the halal that was instituted on yomtiv. Achem einam rakme derabbonon. Both tefillah and halal are mitzvahs derabbonon. So comes the marshal shvuas. We daven on Shavuos. There's a special davening for Shavuos. There's a halal for Shavuos. But that's rabbinic. What's the rice on Shavuos? You don't do malacha. Even the blintzes are not minatayda. Yeah. Come sukkus. Sukkus, you have, of course, the tefillas of sukkus. You have the halal of sukkus. And then you have also the other mitzvahs, whether it's sitting in the sukkah, shaking the lulav, and so forth. But the tefillah and the halal component, that's the rabbonon. But then you have the mitzvahs min ha-teira of Yom Tov. So Shavuos, Yitaka, don't have any special mitzvahs on Shavuos, min ha-teira, to do on Shavuos. Min ha-teira. Min ha-bonon you have, not min ha-teira. Sukkos you have, the sukkah and the lulav. Nesachamayim, there were different mitzvahs on Sukkos. Pesach you have the mitzvah of achilas matzah, which is deiraisa. Shahu katnus abba. Matzah is known, it's again, this is a language of the Arizal, katnus ab, which means the smallness of ab. What's pshat? Ki matzah meichin da ab. Matzah represents not meichin da ime, taka meichin da ab. What's the connection? She'ein hatinik yedeya likris ab, atshayitim tam dogon. Chazal tell us, that a child does not know how to say, how to call out, Abba, 
until he's toyim tam dagon, until he starts eating grain. So Gemara in Baruchas Dafmem, the Gemara discusses what the Eight Sadas was. When Chava gave to Adam from the Eight Sadas, from the tree of knowledge, the tree of perception, the tree of awareness of good and evil, what was that tree? So there's the Shitta that it was an Esrig, there's the Shitta that it was a grape, there's the view that it was a fig. Esrig is in Medrash, but the Gemara brings over there a fig, a grape, and then there's the Shitta that Chitahaisa. Eight Sadas Chitahaisa. It was actually wheat, it was grain. And the Gemara says that would explain why it's called Eight Sadas. Because Ein Hatinik, Yoideya Likris Abba, Achayitim Tam Dagan. An infant can't, doesn't know how to say Tati. Tati. That's what the Gemara says. Eini Yideya Likris Abba. He doesn't know to call out Father until he starts eating grain. Achayitim Tam Dagan. As long as the baby is nursing the milk, the baby may be aware instinctively on some level, this is mother, this is father, especially mother. But to start verbally saying, Father, so the Gemara says, that's why the Eid Sadas was Chita. What does this mean? So it should be very hard to comprehend, because it's Eid, Chita is not Eid. Chita is a... Why is it called Eid? You say why it's called Eid when it was grain, it wasn't a tree. Speaks about the wheat is much, much bigger than egg. Kikloyas, yeah? The chita kikloyas. It's close. It's a raisin for the sun. Huh? The sun's like kidneys, so you know, it would be much bigger plant. It's close. It's close. Now it doesn't say the most of the world. Asidim chutchitim, that's going to be. Uh, perhaps, yeah, perhaps, yeah. So grain, somehow, Chazal, Chazal were telling us that the child eating grain, meaning when the child eating uh, what, we call real, what we call real food, which basically was defined by Lechem, whether it was oats, what you serve today to kids, you know, kasha, farina, oatmeal, even if it has to be grinded up and made soft with water. But there's a tam dagon, there's a taste of grain, so somehow it gives the child the ability to be able to know to call out Abba. So what's the Vartya? So he says, This Yediyah in the Tinnik is not regular Das, mature Das. It's beyond, it's milmailam in Adas HaMusik. It's beyond the Das that's comprehensible. At this stage in infancy, the knowledge that this is my father, this is my mother, is not processed in an organized fashion of what we would call Bina. If you'll ask the child, what makes him your father? He doesn't know. Today that often continues even in adulthood, <laughs> unfortunately. But at that point, it's not something the child can process in an organized fashion. This is what a father does, this is what a mother is, this is what he does, this is what he doesn't do, this is how it happened. What is it? So he says it's something very deep. He doesn't know how he's his father. 
what makes him his father. What does it mean even that you have a father? He's not in that place yet. The mind, the brain is not developed yet. The das of the child at this point is very small. But, but, when he says Abba, when he says Tata, it has everything inside of it. It has everything there, but not in a processed, intellectually organized way. It's Lamailaminadas. Before he's Yadayalikris Abba, it's very, very deep. It's not processed consciously yet. Even though unconsciously there's the knowledge of Tati and Tati, but it's unconscious. That's like higher than Chachma. That's I and Mamish. Bin is when something is comprehensible. I can explain it. I can answer questions. You can challenge me. Yeah. You'll come to this child, uh, eating the donut. Maybe he's not your father. Maybe he's not your, he's going to start answering questions. You say, do a DNA testing. He's going to tell you to do a DNA testing. So what is it? It's the Lamailam in Hadas coming out. It's an Akuda. He knows this is his father. And he could say, Abba. And you'll start analyzing his words and asking him, he won't be able to answer you. But in that Abba, you have everything. In that Abba Tati, in that Tati, we know how special it is. The, ch- the father feels it, the mother feels it. In that Tati or that Mami, in that Mami and that Tati, you have everything. Everything contained, everything compressed, everything concealed. But it's in the Kuda Atzmas that we're connected. How the connection manifests itself in so many different ways, one day hopefully you'll understand. <laughs> hopefully you'll understand. You may have to become a father yourself to understand it, right? Huh? Respect, respect, respect the father. Respect the father inside of you. No, hang around long enough here. Huh? Hang around long enough here. <laughs> Maybe. So, huh? This is a stage when the baby recognizes his father before he says uh, Right. I always thought that this week, you know, refers to when the baby knows he's a father. I cannot pronounce it yet, but he can reach out. But, and, and usually then, usually then, you start eating dogon, even baby food, a little dogon. Right in the beginning of life, you don't feed baby food. I mean, sometimes there's different situations. What I'm saying is there is a stage by baby. Yeah. They know the father is without yeah, yeah. being able to pronounce it. Yeah. Da, da. Sometimes they'll do da, 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 da. Right? For a few months, da da da. So what? What's in that da? What, what? What's in that da? It's a very da. It's a very very deep. It's a sensitive idea. What's in that da? He says everything is there, but it's mulmailam and adas. It's not there. Organized, sashia. What a father is. Doesn't come with pack. It doesn't come with baggage, but everything is there. Everything in the relationship is there. The gam matzah batam. This is also represented, so, so the Balatanya teaches, that the Rebbeinu Shalala wanted Yidin to eat matzah, by Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim, it's the p'china of a child being toyim tam doga. It's the child eating the taste of grain, which allows the ability to be able to say Abba, to be able to say da 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 ta. So he says it's also represented in matzah, uh, for that, it's all dog. The Gemara doesn't say matzah. The Gemara says dog and grain. He says, but there's two types of grain. The gam matzah ain't batam. Matzah is not something that's known for its taste and flavor. Right? Even though people had to say, they say, this year the matzah is delicious. 
But that's like when you say on the plane that the food of this airline is delicious. I never saw a wedding anybody serves matzah. If it's so delicious, why don't you serve it at your at at at, at your smorgasbords instead of the sushi and the spare ribs? So halachically, we say matzah ain't batam. And also in Masechet Pesachim, there's a dinner dinner shulchan aruch bala matzah yotza, bala mar lo yotza. If a person just swallowed the matzah, they fulfill the mitzvah. It's not about taste. Bola marer, if you just swallow the marer, lo yotza, you weren't there to the mitzvah. That's Pashat and Halacha. Matzah is not about the taste. Alpipnimius, it's a very deep vart. Tam is connected to bina. Matzah is connected to chachma. Bina is about a tam, a flavor. That's what bina is. There's a flavor, there's a taste. The word tam means two things. It means a reason and it means a taste. Why is this the same word? Because it's habahatalia. The reason of something gives you a taste in it. When somebody understands tam, there's a psatam. Satatam. <laughs> if there's no reason, satnishkintam. So you have that which is lower than tam and that which is higher than tam. Yeah. So matzah, he says, That's why you don't have to, you don't, to eat matzah, you don't have to have a tam. To eat chachma, you don't have to have a tam. There's no element of inflation, uh, uh, inflatedness, I should say. Maybe there's no inflation too. The Zalba matzah that they ate then, we eat now. Just the price went up a little bit. So there is inflation in matzah, but that's not the matzah's fault. That's not the matzah's fault. That's the economy. What do they say? It's the economy, stupid, right? The economy. The ingredients didn't change. The Zalba matzah that they ate. It's even, you can even feel that it's as stale as 3,000 years old. <laughs> it's Mamash des Albematzah. It says, It represents the fact that there was no fermenting. In other words, there was no rising of the dough. There was not inflatedness. That's again the difference of bin and chachma. But still, but still didn't become chametz. The dough may have been thicker, but not chametz. The dough didn't rise. And traditionally, it was understood, they allowed the dough to rise, that gives it a certain tam, a certain flavor, a certain richness, a certain taste. That's the concept of lechem, of, of chametz. And bread and matzah is ein ba'agba. And that's the difference of bina and chachma spiritually. In bina, there's a sense of, 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 the dough gets inflated. It's a yesh. Lahan chiloyav a yesh. It's a matzius of yesh. The matzius. You grasp it, which is why there's simcha. Chachma's ayin. What's the closest thing you get to iron in physicality? Yeah, you don't let the matzah rise. Whenever you speak about that's what abba is. That's what chachma is. Why do we call matzah katnos abba? Because it's communicated to the child the way the child processes chachma. That's why matzah and zoyer is called the bread of amuna. The bread of faith. The Zoya says that when you eat matzah, you're eating the bread of hemnusa, the bread of emunah. What's the havana in this? The havana in this is that when a Jew eats matzah on Pesach, the Zoya says you're eating emunah. What does it mean you're eating emunah? Literally the interpretation is it was a bread that represented the emunah of the Jewish people. They went into the desert. They didn't know where they're going. They just went and they ate. They took matzah and they followed in the desert. It represents someone. But the Balatanya is touching much deeper. That the oichel itself is michel de Just like when the child eats dagon. 
it allows him to identify his father. What type of identification? It's not pshat, it's an identification in an intellectual way. It's something that's beyond das. But instead of it remaining unconscious, it's accessed by the child in a conscious way. And that's what we call the chachma coming out. There's a certain gilui of chachma. But it's processed the way a child processes it. That's when you eat dog in a whole year. When you eat matzah, when the Jewish people ate matzah by Yitzhiyah Mitzrayim, and we eat matzah every year, it's also the same concept. But here, it's not Yehideh Likris Abba, only the physical father. Here we're talking about Abba, the ultimate father. So you eat the dagon, which dagon you eat after matzah, not chametz. Because chametz has a tam and matzah doesn't have a tam. Chametz is the dough becoming inflated and matzah is the dough in a state of bittel, in a state of ayin. So it's that type of grain, that type of matzah that allows the Jewish soul, yoideya likris abba, to be able to experience something of abba, of not bin of the chachma. It's called Katnus. Why is it called Katnus? Because they were just leaving Egypt. They were just in Gullus. Just like by a child. A child. It's still in a state of Katnus. We call it Katnus Abba. But in that Abba you have everything. It's not Pshan. In that Abba you don't have anything. You have the whole infinity, the way it's compressed in the word Abba. Everything that that will connect. Everything that will be developed over the years. It's the, it's the Chachma of it in a way of Katnus. So the Zoyar puts it and says, this is Michlul Nusa. What's the concept of Amuna? The concept of Amuna is Lamaila Minadas, Lamaila Minabina. Amuna is represented, is connected to Chachma and Ayin. That's what Amuna really is. Amuna is not the intellectual comprehension about godliness. What I understand, that's the, that's the function of Bina, that's the function of Seichel. A person understands, a person analyzes, a person asks, a person dissects. Amuna is a connection that really is super conscious. Amuna is the connection that is deep in the soul. We once spoke about Amuna that, uh, there's an expression in Chsidus. Amuna is azazach vos akasha machtes nicht schwache. Und ateretz machtes nicht starke. Amuna is something a question doesn't weaken it and an answer doesn't strengthen it. Why not? Of course it should. If you believe something and I start asking you a hundred questions, well, maybe I shouldn't believe it. Now I'll start answering you. Maybe I should believe it. That's because we don't understand what a moon is. There's a type of a moon you call in English blind faith. Of course questions make that weaker. <laughs> That's why people who have blind faith are very upset with questions because you're going to challenge it. You may destroy it. But that's a Muna that's lower than Das. Here we're talking a Muna that's Lamaila Das. <laughs> There's a Muna that's lower than Das, a Muna that's higher than Das. A Muna that's lower than Das is very shaky. People believe a lot, a lot of things. Why? I don't know. The Elter Baba told them. I'm not talking in the Jewish world necessarily. I'm talking Bechlal. People believe. I start challenging it and asking you questions. Mm-hmm, right? Maybe not. But then there's the real Amuna. A question won't make it weaker and a tenets won't make it stronger. Because it's not based on the fact that I'm not using my brain. I'm, I'm shutting off my brain. I don't want to think. No, I'm happy to think. It's just an appreciation of the fact that truth ultimately is not seicheldik. There's a place of truth that's beyond seichel. So your mind has to take you to where it takes you. Takes you to the door, but it can't take you through the door. This is where Amunah comes in. Amunah is like the soul experiencing godliness because it's a chelik because it's part of it.
It's like the child, prove me that he's your father. Oh, stupid that he's your father. Prove me there's a mother. The child knows that this is his father. This is my. He doesn't call somebody else's father. Why not? He doesn't call somebody else's father. Unless somebody's raising him as a father. I mean, you have such situations. But generally speaking, how does he know this is his father? Maybe the babysitter is his father. Yeah. So you'll start asking questions and prove it. You'll say, oh, this is blind. It's not blind. It's a very, very deep recognition, even if he can't articulate it in Isis and Hasbaris and words and so forth. And when one has that, when one has that, it's deeper than Seichel. One gave a marshal. There was an interesting machlaikas between two G'dayli Hachsidus. You had the Zidetshev Rebbe, Reb Tzvi Hirsch of Zidetshev. They called him Sar Beis HaZoyar. It's from the big, big Mukabalim. He lived in the 1800, early 1800s. I think Rabbi Rattenberg here is an enical, right? He wrote a sefer called Sur Meirava Seitov. In it, he's very, very sharp about G'dayli Yisrael who went into Chikiris, philosophical proofs that God exists. And he criticizes it very, very heavily, including the Rambam, and the Balatanya. He mentions over there the Shar Hayichud. Whether he means the Alter Rebbe's Shar Hayichud or the Mittler Rebbe. They both wrote, the Balatanya Tanya wrote Shar Hayichud and Tanya. His son wrote a Sefer called Shar Hayichud. Yeah, all the Svarim of the Rishonim and the Acheroinim that discuss Yichud Hashem explaining it, he gets very, he's very upset. And he compares it and he says that it's like the Jews saying, Hayesh Hashem Bekirbeinuim Oyim. I just took you out of Mitzrayim. You're on, sitting on my shoulder. I'm protecting you from everything. And all you can ask is, do I exist? And this is the chair writes, what a, what a, what a kfui toiv. How could you be so ungrateful? There was Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim and there was Kriyas Yamsuf and there was Matan Torah and everything the Jewish people went through. And then they're busy proving that God exists. It's very, very sharp. Extremely sharp. That book, that Sefer, Sumer of Asetev, has Hagos, it has footnotes, from Reb Tzvi Elimelech of Dinov, known as the Bnei Yisoschar. Bnei Yisoschar was one of the great Hasidic masters from Dinov, Poland. He wrote a very famous Sefer, Bnei Yisoschar. He also wrote Hagos, commentary, on the Zidit Shoever Sefer, Sumer of Asetev. So on this piece, he writes, he writes, as I, he says, what should I do? The Zidit Shoever, he says, he was so filled with a fire towards God that he couldn't understand. He couldn't understand that there's people who have questions. And this you can't So mainly he starts accusing everybody who addresses them as being unfaithful to God. He says, but I want to ask him a question. What if he would have grown up in Terach's house? He says, if he would have grown up in Terach's house. What is he supposed to, what was Avram supposed to do? Not ask questions. He says, he had to ask questions. So the Bnei Yisoschar, who's not into Chikiris, he did not, uh, in Bnei Yisoschar, he speaks a lot against philosophy. Like many of the G'dayli soul of that generation, because they saw a lot of uh, cat- catastrophic results in terms of Jewish alienation in the 1800s, and the 1900s and the late 1700s was massive. You know, the Enlightenment and all that. But he says, 
if somebody who was by Yitzhiyah Mitzrayim, by Kriyas Yamsuf, he says, what do you want a person who's who's confused and lost and being bombarded by different ideas? You have to be able to help him make a Seder. So there's room for an intelligent conversation. That's what he says. He says, but what should I do? He doesn't understand this. He says, because Libay... Libay Boyer, Ba'avas Hashem, and he's experiencing Yitzhiyah Mitzrayim every day. He doesn't understand anybody else. That's what the Bnei Soscha writes in the Zedetrever. So Stam, in parentheses, you learn here how to argue with somebody. <laughs> he's arguing with them, but there's the, there's the, it's an argument. It's coming from a deep place of respect. So I, I, was, I was, I read it once. I read it. And I was thinking to myself, a gavaldic marshal for it. Imagine your father is taking you to your chuppah. On the way to the chuppah, you turn to your father and say, by the way, why are you holding me? Your father, prove it. Prove it! Prove it. I'm your father. How do I know? I don't know. Let's stop the chuppah. Let's go for DNA testing. Let's see. Let's see. Yeah? After we get it back, we get back to ourselves, we'll go to the chuppah. <laughs> There's something off here, right? There's something off. What's off? What, what do you mean? DNA is going to prove it. Till then, you can't prove that you're my father. You can't prove it. What, 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 what's wrong? <laughs> and your father paid for the wedding. <laughs> he paid for the wedding. And if he didn't pay for the wedding... Let's hope he's paying. At that point, he didn't pay yet. We all know that DNA is a proof. It's very good proof. Right? It's a good, Seichel will say it's a good proof. But now I'll ask you a question. If you go get the DNA testing, you're going to go to the chuppah, it's, it's going to help. It's going to help. <laughs> what is it going to help? There's something off. We grew up together. My whole life was dedicated to you. I did everything for you. So now you're questioning if I'm your father. But now, let's ask the opposite question. If a child grew up adopted or estranged, tinik shenishba, and now somebody comes and says, by the way, I'm your father. Now DNA is going to mean the world. The world. If my mother, my father my mother is going to now bring me DNA and show me that she's the mother, it's going to add something. Now I'll call her every day. <laughs> now when I call her head of Shabbos, I say, oh, now I really know you're my mother. Now I really know. I saw my whole life. I know this is my mother. I know who I am. I know who she is. <laughs> I know my mother. How do I know? Start asking me a thousand questions, okay? You'll prove to me. It's not Negea. Questions don't weaken it. Answers don't matter. I'm not myself. But if I grew up in an estranged home, then DNA is everything. Zidit Shreva says, what's first for me? You're going to start with DNAs? You're going to start showing me DNA? God exists. God exists. He's your father. He created. What's first for me? Was all, let's all go for DNA so we could call our father out of Shabbos and feel good about it because he's really our father. It's a litzonus. Fine, you want to do it, do it. Emuna is not afraid of Seichel. I'm not afraid of my mother getting DNA testing. I may find out. I'm not afraid that my mother should get DNA testing. I'm really not. I don't need it. You, you understand? I don't need it. It doesn't add anything. In the world of in the world of experience, it doesn't add anything. If you're estranged, it adds a lot. It adds a lot. Those are the two streams of Yiddishkeit, Emunah and Seichel. 
Emunah never competes with Seichel. If it competes with Seichel, it's not good. If Emunah is afraid of Seichel, it's like, oh, we're afraid there's something off. You never have to be afraid. Truth never has to be afraid of an intelligent conversation. Because if it's true, it's true. <laughs> no reality will contradict it. It doesn't mean you'll always have an answer. It doesn't mean there's nothing, there's no dilemmas. It doesn't mean there's no struggles. Of course, there's things we don't understand. Much more we don't understand that we do understand. But truth is not afraid of conversation, of an intelligent conversation. And that's what you'll see throughout Jewish history. I don't know of one authentic God will be Yisrael who was afraid of questions. Some of them, the Chavis Alavavis holds that there's a mitzvah that you have to investigate, and other Rishonim holders, no, right? There was, there was a machlekes of Rishonim via data hayoyim of there's a mitzvah for every Jew to investigate. Chavis Alavavis says, if you could take a prescription and know what it is, it's much better than if you take it because the doctor told you, even if you trust the doctor. That's what the Chavis Alavavis holds. Other Rishonim didn't hold that way. This is a machlekes even by the Rishonim. If there's a mitzvah to investigate and understand with Seichel. But whatever the shita was, nobody was afraid of a shayla. Nobody. There's nothing to be afraid of. What do you have to be afraid of? People in cults, leaders of cults, don't allow conversation. Why? If you have an illegal business, you don't let anybody look at the books. Bernie Madoff, nobody looked at the books. Because it's a pansy scheme. Panzai schemes, you don't let anybody look, because if they look too hard, they're going to see the emes, right? Communist regime was all based on cover-ups. Nothing was ever true. Why? Because they knew the moment you speak truth, the moment you even give people a, a hava minute, there's something called truth, and you have to search for it, it's over. The whole regime was based on lies, and the lies perpetuate themselves. Sometimes people live like that. Their whole life is one big lie. So when it's a big lie, you don't want to open it. If you open it, if you look at it, it's dangerous. That type of amunah, it's what's called doctrination. The amunah of Yiddishkeit that we're talking here, Michel de Meimnus is never lamata minadas. It's lamayla minadas. It's beyond das. It's chachma. Chachma is re'iyah. It's a muna that comes from intimate experience. We spoke the other yesterday, when was it? You know the psalm, but I know the shepherd. There's knowing the shepherd, and there's seeing the shepherd, there's experiencing the shepherd. Such a muna question will not make weaker. An answer will not make stronger. Not that it doesn't respect seichel, it respects seichel. It's just a different wavelength, you know? We know there are different wavelengths of light, there are different wavelengths of sound, different wavelengths. One wavelength of light could be experienced by my retina, my eye. Another wavelength of light, my eye doesn't see it. There are birds that see colors that we don't see. Why? Because they don't exist. They exist. I just don't have the Caleb. Yeah. I just worked out in the, in the black hole that they discovered. It was all used high-frequency radio waves. They didn't use the... What do you say? They used, wow. in, the, in discovering black holes, they didn't use black holes. Picture that we discussed yesterday, they didn't see the year. It's not a visible light that comes to us, it's a high frequency radio waves that they would be through the radio waves they were able to pr- produce the image. So it's, that's exactly through the high frequency radio waves they could produce the image around the black hole. Yeah, they could they reconstruct the image of black hole. because of the high frequency radio waves in the black by the black hole. Yeah. Very interesting. So, this is a very powerful marshal because. You're going to say the bird is delusional, the bird is indoctrinated? I don't see the colors. 
these colors, this image, you're not going to be able to see because it, it doesn't hit your eye. It doesn't hit your eye. What should you, what should I do? It doesn't hit my eye. Yeah. A person plug, plugs their ears. There's certain sounds, you know, that after a certain age, you won't hear. It's a certain frequency you're not going to hear. So, you know, buildings for senior citizens, right? They allow certain sounds. They will not allow in other places because they know that they won't complain about it because they push won't hear it. So you'll say it doesn't exist. It exists. You have to have the right keli. Ah, that's the difference between emuna and seichel. Emuna and seichel never compete. It's two frequencies. It's two complete frequencies. Seichel is right the sound waves. That it's a certain frequency, and therefore there's certain kalim that experience it. Emuna never competes with it. Emuna is a different type of light wave <laughs> that travels, and you have to have the kalim to experience it. It's the eyes of the soul. It's the sixth sense of the soul that, when cultivated, allows you to experience ultimate reality. That's that's why the Zayah says matzah michel de mehemnusa. It's the oichel of emuna. It's the dogon, it's the grain of matzah, the grain of bittel, the grain of chachma, the grain of aim baitam that the Jewish people eat on Pesach, which allows the child to say, Abba. How do you know? How do you know? Prove it. The child knows this is my father. Experience this is my father. I may be a child, so it's still not developed, it's not sophisticated, but it's all there. The emes is there. Huh? There's no ink enough. Yeah. Yeah. Why only one time a year do we eat matzo? Why not more often? Every yumtif, you're saying why once a year? Every yumtif, like we spoke many times, has its function that it tries to inculcate. And then from there, we take the inspiration for the rest of the year. Right? So, like he, like he says, you know, we mention Yitzhak Mitzrayim every day, it's a mitzvah, and yet Pesach, there's a mitzvah to tell the story with all the details and tell it to your child. So really, we, we want to have the Seder a whole year, but it's different. You can't compare the night of Pesach to the, to the, to the whole year. That's what they say, yeah. Actually, there's people that have been matzah all the way from Pesach, I think, to Sukkot. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, there's different men hugging people. There were people who ate matzah most of the year. Till, till before Nisim when you don't eat matzah. There's an expression of the, was the fourth Lubavitch Rebbe, the Rebbe Maharash of Shmuel. He was a son of the Tzemach So he once said, he was explaining this, he said, Ayid est matzah ester elikus. A Jew is eating matzah, He's eating emuna. Michla de meimnosa doesn't mean it's the faith, the food of emuna. He says michla, the food is emuna. He says as a est matza est men emuna me esta lakus. The physical matza when it's when it's made like matza is supposed to be made al pi alacha has within it the energy of emuna, the energy of a lakus. I eat et matza ester emuna esta lakus because the matza it's not just the kavonis of matza, the inyan of matza, the concept of matza. The tinoik has to eat the dogon to be able to say Abba. It's the matzah itself that gives the digestive, the spiritual digestive system of the Jew. It opens it up to this type of yediyah, this type of amunah, which is beyond us. It's chachmah, it's the ayin. 
but in a way that's consciously manifested, which is Bichlo de Meimnusa, the bread of Amunah. And Amunah is always connected to Chachma. And every Jew has Chachma, so therefore, every Jew has Amunah. You saw Maminim Bnei Maminim, because this Amunah is not about how intellectually profound you are. That's a separate, that's a separate Pchina. So this is extremely important. People often put Amunah versus Seichel, Seichel versus Amunah. They should never be, they should never be pitted against each other. It's different frequencies that you pick up in creation. One is processed through one aspect, one is processed through another aspect. Each one has its beautiful place. The two never destroy each other or compete each other. And sometimes a person can have one and not experience the other. And it's not because they're, the other is not good and the other is delegitimized, never. It's just this is the Kav of Amunah, this is the Kav of Seichel. Okay. Second Seder, called the bread of... Michla da Asvasa. Healing. It says in Zoya, Michla da Meimnusa, Michla da Asvasa. It's a totally different... It's a psavart, as the Amunah bring the Refuah, as the Refuah bring the Amunah. Yeah. Yeah, Michla da Asvasa. The bread of faith and the bread of healing. No, it makes sense. In the Ebesh, there's the healer. I mean, because you... Right. 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 Amuna never delegitimizes knowledge and investigation and, and the conversations. It's just, it's just a different shrek. That's my point. Different track. And it's a different keli that picks it up. What we people are trying to do, this is where people get confused. They try to use the keli for seichel for Amuna and the keli for Amuna for seichel and it drives you crazy. The keli that picks up the frequency of seichel is a special keli. It's made for that. And that keli can't pick up Amuna. What do you want from it? Not supposed to pick up a moon, it's supposed to pick up its track. That's how it operates. Trying to eat from the ears. Yeah. Huh? It's like trying to eat. From yeah. The ears. Yeah, trying to eat, yeah. There's music. There's a certain part of me that picks up music. Yeah. Chas if I'm deaf, right? You could take me to the most beautiful concert. Say, look, look what a beautiful concert. I can't see the beautiful concert. You'll take a, you'll take a, a blind person to the art gallery, right? To the Louvre. Those beautiful paintings. I can hear the music. I can't see the paintings. It's a different experience. Huh? Yeah, I don't mean... Uh, and as, as somebody once said, you know, Helen Keller said, the only thing that's worse than being, bl- worse than being blind is not having vision. That's what Helen Keller said. But it's also vision doesn't mix up with the eyes. Of course, that's the difference. There's eyesight and there's vision, right? Helen Keller said the only thing that's worse than being blind is not having vision. It's the same concept. There are people who have vision, that have eyesight but no vision. The people who are, she was saying, this could be... It's two different candles. That's my point, vision. What's vision? A person has vision. So open your eyes, you'll have vision. You're not going to have vision if you open your eyes. You have to open up different types of eyes. Emunah is certain eyes. It's certain eyes. It's a frequency of elikus that comes into Ayyidosh and Hashem, which is a chelik elikami mal. Huh? Wise people have visionaries. Visionaries, yeah. Eine ha'eda. The eyes of the congregation. Eine, the Gemara says, the apostle says, Eine ha'eda. 
right? They're called Enayim. Why? Hachachem Enov Beroisha. Moshe Rabbeinu asks Yisroi, V'hayisolonu le'enayim. What an expression. Imagine a man tells his father-in-law, we need eyes. V'hayisolonu le'enayim. We want you to stay in the desert, so you should be our eyes. What did he mean? V'hayisolonu le'enayim. You're going to be our pair of eyes. Without you, we will not have vision. Interesting, no? What did Yisroi give so much to the Jews? He didn't listen, he left. We're still looking for the enayim. <laughs> Somehow Yisrael could become the eyes. So the soul has certain eyes that experience the divine. So you'll say, yeah, but you have this kasha. Okay, you have kasha, it's fine. <laughs> okay. That's the problem. A question will make it weaker. Not because there's no question. Because it's not, it's not operating on that frequency. Is the man, is a real food of emunah? Yeah. yeah, yeah. What does it say about the man? What's the lashon about the man? Why do they call it man? Yeah. The man brings Yeah, but no, it's an interesting diuk. Huh? The man brings banos. How do you call man in English? Man. Taste his choice. Very good. You see a chumash shmois? The man, actually, the lotion of the man is very much representative of this. It can't make a chumash over there, a blue chumash. In Parshas B'Shalach, when it says the first time about the man, right, so they didn't know how to call it. Money. No. So it says, They saw this food. They said to each other, Manhu. Kiloyadu Mahu. You hear? They said, Manhu. Kiloyadu Mahu. They didn't know what it is. So they said, Manhu. Okay. So Rashi says, Man means Hachanas Mazoin. Man means the preparation of new food. In Daniel, it says that Nebuchadnezzar designated food for them. So they called it man, which is basically a generic term. They would love to give it a name. They didn't have a name. So Moshe said, This is the bread that God gave you to eat. In other words, they see this. They don't know what it is. They say it's man because they don't know what it is. So Moshe says, so the literal interpretation is they're not sure what he's supposed to do with it. When the Ethiopian Jews were being, were being airlifted to Israel, they gave them toothbrushes. So they started to polish their shoes. Okay? So Moshe says, This is the bread. The Balatanya Taiches and the Svasema says, also, very amazing word. They said to each other, They don't know what it is. So Moshe said, This is the bread that you eat. The bread of This is the bread that you eat. The bread of not knowing. That's the lechem. That's the deepest lechem. The deepest lechem you can eat is the mon. They don't know what it is. Yes, it says, This is the bread that you should eat. Or in the language of this maimer is, Eat the ayin. Right? This is the bread you should eat. You should eat the bread of Moichin the Abba, even though it's bread that you can't identify. It's not the Pchines Das. That's the man. Huh? So it's a Lashon Amunah. 
And it was a substitute when the matzah finished, the matzah they took out of Mitzrayim finished, so then came the man. The matzah they took out from Mitzrayim finished, it says the charora, the tritzium and Mitzrayim finished. So Tezayin Nisan, a month later, started the man. What's the man? The man is kilayadu mahu. But he knows it's his father. But he knows it's his father. He runs to his father with a gun to take Why? The mama gets ass. It's interesting, the machlokis about the uh, Rishonim, about questioning. It's, uh, it started with going, it was yeah. started going. Yeah. Somebody's not interested in science, per se, is the air of physics, how it works, okay? Yeah, yeah. Yeah? Yeah? The Rambam begins, you say that, you say this, you got to know. You gotta know. Others argued. Others said there's no need for it. There's a Messiah, and that's enough. They did. They also nobody argued that it should be blind. The Sefer Achinuch, for example, right? He says, you know, if there's a river, and uh, six hundred thousand people, right, can testify that they drank from the river, and it was, uh, you know, it was either delicious or horrible. He says the logical thing is to believe them. <laughs> the Schinoch gives this example. He says it's not, it's not illogical. Do I have to go now make the investigations myself and go taste it to go send away the water? He says you could, but he says it's, it's pointless. So even that shitta is not illogical. They just said there's no mitzvah to go do all the investigation yourself, but nobody said, right, to believe stupid things. Chas v'shalom. What they were saying is there's no need for everybody to do all the experimentation themselves. You have a good, reputable pharmacist. <laughs> yeah, you could trust him. You have to go to pharma, become a pharmacist, go to medical school. and You have a trustworthy doctor. You could trust his prescription. If you don't have a trustworthy doctor, it's not a problem. So that's the Sefer HaChinuch's point. His Lashon is, I think, in his Agdama, that 600,000 people ate, uh, drank from a river or a wellspring, and they said it's poison. You say, no, I'm going to prove it myself. He said, Fakir, that's a tipshus. The tipshus is that you're not going to trust when you should trust. If you shouldn't trust, then you shouldn't trust. So even that shit wasn't against logic. Nobody was ever against logic because that wouldn't make sense. If it's real, you're not against logic. They, 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 the machlaikas was, is there a mitzvah on a Jew to investigate? The Chayvah Salavavis believes that there's a mitzvah. He says, Da salakeya You have to know. You have to figure out and ask and wonder and know and prove that the God exists. That's what he says. That's why there's a whole section in Chayvah Salavavis, Shar Habchina, Shar Hayichud, where he tries to prove all these things. That was his shitta. Not everybody learns those sections in Chayvah Salavavis, but it's a major part of Chayvah Salavavis. Uh, more, more popular, Shar Abitachin is more popular, Shar Akniya, Shar Azirizis. But that's what the Chayvah Salavavis felt. The Rambam felt that way. Psadigon felt that way. Rabbi Yehuda Levi and Kuzari didn't hold that way. The, the real knowledge only strengthened them because yeah, because something that you basically took uh, is called a leap of faith, right? And then you actually fill up the gap. You know it. 
This class is brought to you by the yeshiva.net. Please help us continue the classes. Make even a small contribution at www.theyeshiva.net slash donate.